0: I'm going to teach you three dietary exchanges that can help you lose up to 15 pounds in the next 21 days without having to count a single calorie we have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis fasting and carnivore and on the keto camp podcast we are determined to deliver the science to you we bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex and the founder of Keto Camp. and let's get right into it. When we think about the cause of weight gain and why you can't lose weight, it's important to understand this. You don't have a weight problem. I used to be obese for 24 years. I never had a weight problem. It's a weight symptom. You see, the body does not lose weight in order to get healthy. It does the opposite. We get healthy in order to lose weight. That's why I'm not going to be teaching about cutting calories, exercising less and moving more. You've heard that before and it does not work long term. Instead, I'm going to teach you about your metabolism and why hormones are the key. And then I'm going to get into three simple dietary swaps that you can make starting today to optimize hormone health and inflammation and the weight comes off as a side effect. Now, these three tips can be really beneficial if you're doing a ketogenic diet or if you're not. The first thing I want to teach you is the real cause of weight gain and why it's been hard for you to get that weight off and keep it off. You have 70 trillion cells inside of your body. Every cell has a lipid membrane, a lipid bilayer around it called the membrane. The membrane is very important because you have these receptor sites that are integrated into your cell membranes. They're called integral membrane proteins. I want you to think of these receptor sites as a cell phone antenna. The job of a cell phone antenna, obviously, is to receive a signal, a communication, and to perform a specific job. Your receptor sites and your cells work the same way. These receptor sites are receiving signals from your hormones. And I put four fat burning hormones here on the flip chart There are more, but when we think about the major fat-burning hormones that are at play to help you lose weight and feel good, it's the thyroid hormone, T3, that is the active form of thyroid. We have leptin, which is the hormone that tells your body, your brain, you're full, put down the fork, no need to overeat. And then we have testosterone and human growth hormone. And I'm gonna show you how this works in the sense of weight loss. Inside of your cells, of course, you have your DNA nucleus right there. Those are the genes that you were born with, your parents and your grandparents and your great grandparents, they pass them down generationally. You cannot change those genes, but most importantly, you could change the expression of those genes. That's called epigenetics, which literally means above the gene. And then we have these organelles called mitochondria. Some cells have a few hundred, others have a few thousand, and some actually have hundreds of thousands to millions of mitochondria. Your mitochondria are producing ATP, Adenosine triphosphate, that is the gasoline, the energy currency of your cells. Somebody who is thriving at a lean weight, amazing energy levels, they're symptom-free, they have healthy cells and healthy communication. Those communications are being sent from your hormones, your body's burning fat, you feel good. Obviously, if you're watching this video, you wanna learn how to lose weight, so you might be having a challenge with the communication process. So the question is this, what is blocking this amazing communication? What is not allowing your hormones to burn fat, your mitochondria to produce energy, you to feel damn good? There is one thing blocking it, and that is called inflammation. Now, I'm talking about chronic, low-grade inflammation, not necessarily acute inflammation. Let me explain the difference between the two. Acute inflammation is like if you played basketball, like I usually do, and you hurt your back, and there's some inflammation there, and you got some acute pain, or a sprained ankle, or a sore shoulder, etc., That necessarily isn't the problem here. That's your innate intelligence delivering inflammation to that area to heal it. The other real problem here in terms of weight loss is chronic low-grade inflammation. When there is inflammation around your cell membranes, then your hormones cannot do their job, specifically your fat-burning hormones. If there's inflammation around the receptor sites, those receptor sites are not hearing the message of, t3 leptin testosterone human growth hormone yeah you might be able to take some hormones and force that message through that might work short term but what happens if you scream at your children the first time they listen what happens after the 30th time they stop listening so taking hormones it's not the solution the solution is helping these receptor sites become more sensitive to the screams of your fat burning hormones it is all about cell membrane inflammation. When we think about you having extra weight right now, that is a symptom, a weight symptom, not a weight problem. You can see how the symptom or the symptoms could be far removed from the cause. This is what I'm going to teach you today that's very different than probably what you've been taught in the past. Dietitians and doctors and personal trainers, they teach you to chase the symptoms down here which is chasing weight loss, but that's only going to get you so far. What we wanna do and what I'm about to teach you in these three simple exchanges, everything I'm about to share with you, these three simple diet exchanges, has been proven through science to reduce membrane inflammation, so now the communication from your fat burning hormones could actually do their job. It's like if I had my fingers in my ears for years and I have not been able to hear anything, we remove them and now I could hear the beautiful sounds we're going to allow your cells to hear the beautiful sounds of your fat-burning hormones. So I hope you understand the root cause of why you have extra weight, and I hope you understand the actual solution. So without further ado, let's get into these three dietary exchanges so you can reduce inflammation, feel damn good, and burn fat. And I've seen this work, by the way. I've seen some of my students, and I've taught students all over the world, thousands of students. I've seen Many of them lose up to 15 pounds in the next 21 days by focusing on these three exchanges. So let's get right into the first exchange. First exchange is to remove wheat and grains and some other things that you might have been told are healthy for you, but they're creating a big glucose and insulin response. Wheat and grains, which is categorized as millet, brown rice, oats, that includes oatmeal. I know that we've been taught oatmeals are heart healthy and good for weight loss, but it will spike glucose and insulin and create membrane inflammation and actually cause you to gain weight. So we want to remove oatmeal, barley, corn, and soy. These are crops that are typically sprayed with a whole bunch of glyphosate, which is pesticides, and that creates a lot of inflammation around your membranes, and we just establish why that's a bad thing. Next, we have cow dairy, and I'm specifically referring to pasteurized cow dairy, not so much raw dairy, but pasteurized cow dairy. Let's talk about that for a second. This might come up as a surprise, but 75% of the adult population has an inflammatory response to cow dairy. This study on PubMed showed that approximately 75% of the world's population loses its ability at some point to process and digest lactose, AKA cow dairy. So what does this mean? It means a lot of people are eating cow dairy thinking that it's healthy but actually it can be creating inflammation. So we want to remove the cow dairy. And then we have spinach and kale. Ah, I know we've been taught spinach and kale is good for you. A lot of keto products are all about spinach and kale. Spinach and kale are higher in anti-nutrients called oxalates. And that's just one anti-nutrient. There are hundreds of these anti-nutrients called plant toxins, which create a lot of inflammation in your gut. That's why I included nightshades like tomato and eggplants and bell peppers and also Almonds and almond flour are loaded with oxalates, anti-nutrients, and all disease begins in the gut. Harvard is actually beginning to acknowledge that all disease begins in the leaky gut. As you can see here, this study came out in 2020 from Harvard showing that all disease begins in the leaky gut. When you eat a lot of these anti-nutrients, it will poke holes in your gut, creating to inflammation, low-grade chronic inflammation, which actually holds you back from losing the weight you want to lose. So instead, we want to replace them with cauliflower rice instead of brown rice. Cauliflower rice could be fantastic, low glycemic response, and I think it tastes pretty good. Squash rice and cabbage rice are also great alternatives as well. Now, we mentioned to avoid the cow dairy, but sheep and goat dairy are processed much better than cow dairy. And the cool thing about sheep and goat dairy, like sheep cheese, goat cheese, or goat milk and sheep milk, 30% of sheep and goat dairy contains medium chain triglycerides, MCTs. And the cool thing about MCTs, they actually help your body produce more ketones, it raises your basal metabolic rate, helps you burn more fat, Essentially, it actually helps with the mitochondria, and we talked about the importance of the mitochondria. Then we have coconut milk, a great alternative to almond milk, as well as macadamia nut milk. Instead of the almonds, these nuts have better nutritional profiles and less anti-nutrients. Walnuts, pecans, and peely nuts. That's the first swap. Hope you wrote these down. Let's get into swap number two. This is arguably the most important tip in today's video, but we want to swap out inflammatory fats, inflammatory cooking oils for healthy, stable cooking oils. When we think about the ones that are on the list here, canola, corn, cottonseed oil, soybean, sunflower, safflower, grapeseed, rice bran, and fish oil. These are all polyunsaturated fatty acids. What does that mean? means many that's what the word poly means and when we look at the chemical structure of these polyunsaturated fats it contains many double bonds the more double bonds a fat has the more it aggressively attracts oxygen and creates oxidation think of an apple that you bite into and leave on the counter come back five hours later there is oxidation there is rust occurring and this is exactly what is happening to our cells and our cell membranes when we eat them too frequently. I recently interviewed Dr. Kate Shanahan, who is a medical doctor, and she wrote a fantastic book called Deep Nutrition. Dr. Kate is also the previous nutritionist for the Los Angeles Lakers when Kobe Bryant used to play, and I asked her about three different scenarios. I said, Dr. Kate, which is worse, smoking, sugar, or these vegetable oils? And I'm gonna show you a clip from what she said. Watch this clip. Three vices. I'm gonna smoke cigarettes each day, Option one, I'm going to eat sugar, uh, high amounts of processed sugar each day, option two, or I'm going to eat vegetable oils each day. Which option is worse?
1: Eating the vegetable oil each day. That was easy. You don't build your body out of parts that you inhale. from With cigarette smoke, It's the toxicity uh, begins and ends with the, the, uh, the beginning and end of your cigarette. Mm. With vegetable oils or say a French fry, There's toxins in the French fry, but then there's also unoxidized polyunsaturated fatty acids that are going to end up in your body fat. Mm. And that's where we get to a whole other layer of metabolic impacts that that go beyond just the direct toxic effects and start to uh, get into what we touched on earlier with. Well, what does it mean when your body fat is full of stuff that your mitochondria can't use for energy? So, so that's why it's worse than cigarettes. And it's worse than sugar, too, because, you know, sugar is empty calories. But empty calories build body fat. Sugar turns into normal body fat. Normal body fat that humans have carried around for a long time. What do I mean by that? What's normal body fat? I mean the fatty acids are monounsaturated and saturated mostly. Mm. That is supposed to be that what we have in our body fat. But when we eat PUFAs, they end up in our body fat as PUFAs. Mm. And so these days, instead of just like a 5% PUFA in our body fat, many people are walking around with 40%. And that's where they get into this other layer of metabolic problems that, you know, has to do with diabetes and all these tragic, terrible diseases, cancer, Alzheimer's, and so on.
0: That is super interesting. I did not know that about sugar turning into saturated and monounsaturated fat. What about um, high fructose corn syrup? Does it also turn into that or is that something different? Same thing.
1: I mean, table sugar and high fructose corn syrup are almost identical molecularly because high fructose corn syrup is just higher fructose than Mm -hmm. regular. And so, but it's a combination of sucrose and fructose just like table sugar is a combination of sucrose and fructose. so And when you break it down, you know, it's the same. Like once your body, your body can't tell whether a molecule of fructose came from a banana or from high fructose corn syrup, it's identical. So it's really when it comes with sugar, it's like the total amount, right? So I, I don't advocate, oh, you can get all the sugar you want as long as it comes from fruit, no.
0: Yeah. So as you can see, she believes these vegetable oils are the most inflammatory food-like products out there. And I'm inclined to agree with her. So when we think about canola oil, for example, which is called rapeseed oil in the UK, if you live in the UK, if you just look at how it's processed at high heat with chemical detergents, it is a chemical crap storm, essentially. And if you've never watched a video of how canola oil is made, I'm going to show you right now how this disgusting oil is made. Take a look at this.
2: 42% of canola seed is oil. This screw press extracts nearly three quarters of that. The remainder is still trapped in the pressed flakes, now referred to as canola cake. The cake exits the other end of the press and moves on to a second extraction. This one, a 70 minute wash with a solvent. This chemical extraction process removes all but a trace of oil. The factory then grinds the cake into protein-rich meal, which it sells as animal feed. The extracted oil, stored in large tanks, now enters the refining phase. First, they wash the oil for 20 minutes with sodium hydroxide. During this wash cycle, they spin the oil at high speed, so that the centrifugal force separates the natural impurities which the factory later sells to soap manufacturers. After this cleaning process, the canola oil is visibly clearer. However, it still contains natural waxes, which make it look cloudy. So the next step is to cool the oil to five degrees Celsius. This thickens those waxes so they can be filtered out. The waxes don't go to waste either. The factory uses them to produce vegetable shortening. In the factory's lab, technicians recreate production on a small scale to ensure performance and quality. Meanwhile, back in the factory, after washing and filtering the oil, they bleach it to lighten the color, then use a steam injection heating process to remove the canola odor. The oil is now fully refined and ready for bottling.
0: Disgusting. And we were eating these oils, they're everywhere. They're even at the fanciest restaurants. So we wanna make sure we avoid them. So how does this relate to weight loss? Well we established that it's all about inflammation and these cause a lot of inflammation arguably worse than sugar and smoking. But there was a study and there's many studies out there but this one was really interesting and I thought it would be interesting to share it with you right now. So there was a study out there on vegetable oils and weight gain and this was a randomized controlled study where they looked at 307 people and they gave them all an isocaloric diet meaning they tracked every single calorie they were eating. And there were three different diets. Diet number one was given to a certain group that was low fat, high carbs. And then diet number two was given to another group which was moderate fat, moderate carbs. And then diet number three was given to an equal group of people which was given high fat, low carb. But here's the thing, with the high fat diet they gave them, it was chock full of soybean oil, which is one of those inflammatory oils. And the main thing they wanted to determine is which of these three diets achieved the highest weight loss. All of them helped the participants be in a calorie deficit. And I know we talked about why that's missing the point, but short-term will cause you to lose weight, but long-term could destroy the metabolism. So this is a short-term study at six months. And they determined that at the six-month mark, all participants lost weight because of the caloric deficit, But the group that was given the most soybean oil lost the least amount of weight. Huh. Vegetable oils are everywhere. We want to avoid them. When I go to restaurants, by the way, I tell the server I'm allergic. Please don't cook my food in these inflammatory fats. I encourage you to do the same. It'll go a long way. And I actually have a gift for you. I made this easy for you. This is what I've given my Keto Camp Academy students. It's called a seed oil allergy card. And you can get this for free. On the card, it says, Dear Chef, I have food allergies to vegetable oils in order for me to avoid an allergic reaction I must avoid the following fats and it has these 8 cooking oils listed there please replace them with the safer alternatives which you see here and it shows them that it's legit you are they don't want you to have an allergic reaction they're going to listen to you so if you want to get this card for free go to seedoilcard.com you'll be sent the PDF automatically save it as an image on your phone and just show the server the card, and they could replace it with the healthier swap. So the healthier swaps are going to be grass-fed butter and grass-fed ghee, saturated and monounsaturated fats. These fats are really good for you. Your cell membrane is made up of saturated fats partially. It loves healthy, quality, stable fats. So grass-fed butter and ghee, terrific. Beef tallow is my go-to for cooking food in, steaks, etc. Avocado oil, just make sure it's not cut with vegetable oil. Unrefined Coconut oil is terrific. Extra virgin olive oil, not cut, terrific. And then duck fat. If you just do one swap out of these three different swaps I'm mentioning, let it be this one. I've noticed a lot of people have issues with caffeine, especially caffeine in coffee. Now, don't get me wrong. I love myself a cup of quality coffee, but the truth is I've seen so many of my Keto Camp Academy students have a glucose spike from caffeine, knocking them out of fasting or creating some digestive issues, bloating, and most commonly, jitters and irritability. We know excessive caffeine and caffeine sensitivity can cause adrenal problems, which has a lot of negative effects. It makes you more dependent on the caffeine, and it puts you in this sympathetic fight-or-flight state. And for a lot of people, that is problematic. Everyday dose solves the problem of regular coffee while drastically building on its benefits with added supplements. What I love about everyday dose, it's low acidity, Cold-extracted coffee and a micro dose of caffeine, blended with collagen protein, functional mushrooms, and nootropics, which will improve your focus, your energy, and your immunity. I just feel different in a really good way when I have Everyday Dose versus regular coffee, and I want you to experience the same. So, if you want to check out Everyday Dose, head over to everydaydose.com/ben and use the coupon code KETOCAMP, you're going to get an extra five-on-the-go dose travel pack to take with you anywhere you go. I take these travel packs with me, and it is a game-changer because when I'm traveling, it's hard to find, first of all, a clean cup of coffee, but almost impossible to find coffee with these functional ingredients. So head over to everydaydose.com KETOCAMP. Use KETOCAMP to get your bonus gift, or click the link in the podcast notes down below. All right, let's get into the third exchange. The third diet exchange is to replace all the items on the left, raw sugar, fruit juice. Uh, I know people think orange juice, pineapple juice, pomegranate juice is healthy for you, or fruit smoothies are healthy for you, but I got news for you. They are. It's loaded with concentrated fructose, and high amounts of fructose will cause you to gain weight and prevent you from losing weight. Animals in nature, like bears and other animals that go into hibernation, before they go into hibernation for months, They eat a bunch of fructose to add as much fat as possible. Fructose in high amounts will add as much fat as possible in your body. There's a great book called Nature Wants Us to Be Fat by Dr. Richard Johnson, and I've interviewed him on my Keto Camp podcast. We'll um, reference that video down below if you want to watch it. So Avoid high amounts of fructose, and that means avoiding fruit juice. Now, what about fruit? In moderation, okay, I'm talking about concentrated fructose. That is the issue. We also want to replace evaporated cane juice, processed sugar, sucralose, which is in a lot of like diet sodas and crystal lights, etc. cetera. All these like weight loss products have sucralose and sucralose is bad news. Take a look at this study. It was looking at the pharmacokinetics of sucralose, Splenda, meaning how sucralose move through the body. At the end of the study, they could only account for 96.7% of the sucralose meaning 3.3% of it was untraceable. And it bears the questions, was it turning into an unusual metabolite or was it bioaccumulating somewhere in the body? I don't know, but that is not good. Artificial sweeteners have also been shown to wreck the gut microbiome. This study published in Nature 2014 began examining what happened to different groups of mice fed any of the three different artificial sweeteners and sucralose and aspartame were included there as compared to normal mice. And worryingly, all of the mice that were fed artificial sweeteners quickly developed glucose intolerance, a harbinger of diabetes, obesity, and metabolic disease. And it did this by altering the gut microbiome. Other studies on Splenda show it could cause weight gain, raise glucose and insulin, and also cooking with it could be absolutely dangerous. I'll reference those studies down below. And then aspartame would also be in that category, along with agave nectar, you wanna avoid that. Replace them with monk fruit, stevia, allulose, xylitol, and erythritol. These are much safer for your human body. Make that swap starting today. I got two bonus tips for you. These are very important. The two bonus tips are as such. The first bonus tip is to have apple cider vinegar, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar before your meals. Why do I recommend that when it comes to weight loss? Well, it's all about the postprandial glucose spike, meaning when you eat a meal, postprandial, meaning after the meal, glucose will rise. And the higher that rise, the more essentially fat you're going to store and the lower your energy levels will be an hour or two later. Apple cider vinegar blunts that response. There is some research that shows apple cider vinegar could enhance the immune system, suppress your appetite, and reduce fat storage. And it's because of a, a specific fat in apple cider vinegar called acetic acid, which is a short chain fat and your body loves this type of fat. There was a study that was published that showed a 34% improvement in insulin sensitivity after a high carb meal in the diabetes journal, which I'll reference down below, super cool. Apple cider vinegar also helps your liver break down fat and detoxify, and it helps to replenish minerals. So two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar before your meals, especially your biggest meal. The second bonus tip is to go for a 10 to 20 minute walk after your largest meal, even better after all your meals. This study came out showing that participants that walked after their meals had a blood glucose level that was 12% lower than those that didn't go for the walk right after the meal. The improvement was even greater after the evening meal. They saw a 22% decrease in their postprandial glucose. Now, this study was done on individuals over the age of 60 who are diabetic, but I think we can still extrapolate some of the benefits of going for a walk after a meal. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that. If you want to watch the video version of today's episode, you could go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Keto Camp. Leave the show a rating and review. Share it with a friend. I'll see you on the next episode.